Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs for good times. Argy mateys, welcome to the podcast before my time with your host, Gelsey Laurie. That's me. Today we're taking on the seven seas and talking about my favorite fearsome pirate trio. <laughs> Just that was so weird. What was that? I was like, uh, Arg? All right, let's just talk about him. I am a pirate, and it is, it is a glorious thing to be a pirate king. But I am a pirate, and it is, it is a glorious thing to be a pirate king. It is, hurrah for the pirate king! Hurrah for the pirate! So we're talking about pirates or something? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, gosh, way to bring your enthusiasm, Matt. I don't know what this is. I I thought I was I thought I was in the dark with Patty Boyd, but I feel I feel completely in the. I I was like, I don't know who these people are. All I know is that they're a pirate trio. What? So because I didn't even give you names really. I was just like, just the ferocious pirate pirate trio. Pirate trio. This is probably okay. So, without saying too much, because I kind of want to go through the story and basically say who we're talking about as the story unveils itself. So, I can say it's, yeah, the fearsome pirate trio. This is probably one of my favorite pirate 
stories in history and favorite pirates. I went through a huge pirate phase when I was like 12, coincidentally coincided with, you know, the first release of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> Can't imagine. I was going to ask if Pirates of the Caribbean was somehow tied to this. It was. And it, was answered it. It, it did start a little before then. And then it was just, I mean, you want to talk about fuel to the fire, like not good. And then you I got what? like, there is just something cool about pirates. There's so cool. Well, okay, but here's the thing. I mean, they are so dope. And the history of them and how they kind of become to do and be what they are and actually exploring the new world. And and there was a history podcast specifically just on pirates I was listening to last year. Really interesting. Here's the thing. I was never like Mr. Pirate. Like I didn't study pirate stuff. I loved the first Pirates movie when it came out. I always so cool. loved the Pirates ride. But like I even remember pre-Pirates movie when I was like a freshman in high school, me and my very, very cool friends, and I do have to stress just how cool they were, we had a CD that was the pirate CD that we would listen to when we were driving and pretend that we were pirates of the road. And it <laughs> and it featured just like sea shanties and like songs about pirates and pirate songs. like like yeah. everything from like Ryman and Steelin' by the Beastie Boys, which like has like a whole pirate theme to it, all the way down to like a song from Tailspin or Gummy Bears called Rough Tough Burly Sailors. Like <laughs> we just had all of these random and, you know, again, we were very, very cool in high school. I do want to clarify, though, um, and this is something I think why we are all so obsessed with pirates now is that we do romanticize pirates in today's age. You know, we're like, oh, it's this, you know, sailing the seven seas and leaving everything behind out for adventure. There was no walking the plank that did not exist. There was no buried treasure that was not real. And they ate turtles more than they drank rum. Now, don't get me wrong. Pirates definitely drank, but you know, and a lot of them were actually family men. I think I believe it was Captain Kidd um, had a wife and child back at home that he was very faithful to, and just kind of went out, pirated, came back. He was dad. What would you attribute to like what gave us how we perceive modern pirates? Would that be like Treasure Island by Robert yeah, Treasure, Stevenson? I I I don't quote me on this, but I do believe Treasure Island is the first story that we get. X marks the spot, treasure map buried treasure. I want to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure. So we start getting it in novels that that start romanticizing pirates and life on the sea. And of course, then Hollywood, you know, when movies start coming in and we get all of our swashbuckling adventures, that's kind of where it comes in, which, oh God, we need to get into the trio. But one of my favorite pirate movies is Cutthroat Island with Gina Davis. Which is, <sighs> I have not seen it in a really long time. I remembered loving it as a kid. And then not knowing, because like at the time it came out, you don't know anything about like budgets and Hollywood mm -hmm. and later finding out that it is like considered one of the biggest financial bombs in like cinema history. Which is absurd because it's everything you could possibly want. Gina yeah. Davis is just one of my favorite people on this planet. If someone listening to this podcast knows someone who knows someone that knows Gina Davis. Set that up. Let's make it happen because I want to talk to her before I die. Okay, so let's start with a woman named Anne Bonny. She's born in 1698 in Cork, Ireland. Her father is well-respected attorney, William Cormack. He had an affair with the family maid, and that is actually who Anne's mother is. So she is an illegitimate child. To hide the scandal, the father dresses Anne as a boy and says that he is a child of a relative that he's taking care of. Gets away with it for a little while. Eventually, the true gender is revealed. People are like, wait a minute. 
that's a woman. Uh, and they kind of find out the whole illegitimacy. So they migrate and move to Charleston, South Carolina. They're like, we need to get the hell out of Ireland. Oops. <laughs> I want to stop the story just for a quick second, because I love the logic of like, <laughs> we're going to claim that this is, this is going to be a relative's kid, but it, it doesn't make sense for a relative to send us a girl. So we also have to make her it a boy. To be, it has to be a boy because yeah. it was it's a boy's world. Like it was more. Yeah, it's great. So <laughs> Anne's mother dies in 1711. And after she dies, Anne's a teenager. She becomes fierce and has a courageous temper. So she supposedly murdered a servant girl and also beat a suitor that was trying to rape her so this is kind of understandable um half to death so she murders a servant girl and beats a guy half to death so she's got some fire in her she's also becomes kind of the hussy in the taverns she Ooh. goes down to the tavern starts sleeping around little floozy with sailors and and pirates that are there so her father is like you know what i'm disowning you he disowns her she marries a poor sailor james bonnie hence her name, Anne Bonnie, one of the men she was trying to seduce, marries him and they move to New Providence, which is now Nassau, Bahamas. James was a pirate and then he becomes like a pirate snitch. He turns sides once. I think there is a pardon for pirates and privateers. So now there's kind of a, a bounty, if you will, on pirates. So he changes sides and now vows to hunt pirates. Anne is like, what the actual fuck? I thought we were rebels and fierce. And so she's like, not very excited about that because she's all about that pirate life. So Anne goes out a lot drinking in the saloons while he's off hunting pirates, I guess. And she's seducing pirates and just going back to her good old hussy days. And she's like, this is great. There is a quote about her from Captain Johnson, who wrote a general history. He said, she was not altogether so reserved in chastity. And that is my new favorite way to call someone a slut. <laughs> it's so classy. And it's also like, it's moderately devastating that neither you and I would ever be allowed to have that written on our tombstone. I know. I mean, not that I'm like, oh, man, but it's it couldn't be further from the truth. I was going to say, if we were going to go out with a bad reputation, that's the way I would want to be remembered for my- Not altogether so reserved in chastity. <laughs> what brilliant, like, what a way to be like the words written about you. And in the end, she was just getting drunk and like- fucking pirates but anyways okay so she one of the pirates she comes across in the tavern is john rackman whose nickname was calico jack she falls in love with him she leaves james and goes to join calico jack's crew now there wasn't very many female pirates there were pirates on ships i know there's kind of a supposed legend that there weren't they were on there to you know kind of do the laundry they might be cooks do the typical 1700s female positions but there was some pirates that didn't like women on board blackbeard was one of them he did not women, want women on his ship and when they would be held captive from other ships that they captured or um, any of his his men brought women on, they would be strangled and thrown overboard. So Blackbeard right. was like, no girls. Yeah. Boys only club. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Anne, Anne's living as a woman. She's like, everyone knows she's a woman living as um, Rockman's lover and whatever. But when they would have their engagements, so you would say with other ships to conquer them, she would wear men's attire and she'd be like full pirate gear. So 
that's when she would dress like a man and she's like Rrr. i mean talk yeah. about like the first feminist yeah, she's like she's been like i've done this before <laughs> yeah she's like my dad taught me well i know how to no this gets okay so they end up conquering a ship one day one lovely evening actually whatever and they take prisoners they're on their way to the west indies and they take some prisoners which was a very typical thing for pirates to do they would you know, conquer a ship, take the crew, and then say, join us or die. It's very uh, standard pirateering. And there's one sailor that comes on, and Mary starts getting really close to this sailor. Some say she tried to seduce him. It, you know, it kind of depends. That's a little foggy in history. And Rackman starts getting a bit jealous. You know, they're spending a lot of time together, um, and he bursts in the cabin one day, um, intending to slit that sailor's throat. And before he is able to do so, that sailor opens up his blouse and reveals his tits. It's another female. <gasps> I know. So that's why Anne, and this is now Mary Reed, who has joined. And we will go back and let's talk about where she comes from. But this is why the two women obviously found a close connection. They are both on the seven seas. Mary's hiding out as a man, not even just halftime cross-dressing. She's yeah. full on hiding out as a man. And so, yeah, obviously they're, they're going to grow a close bond. So Mary Reed, she's also an illegitimate child. So another fun little sleepover girl bonding fact, her mother's first husband died, which is not Mary's biological father, but mother's first husband died. Then Mary gets pregnant. Hi friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! By who knows. But the mother-in-law of her husband took pity on her. She's a widow with a child and supported the widow. They did have a son together, the husband and mom. Uh, the son dies. So to keep the money, she dresses Mary as a boy. <laughs> wow, it's, they really do have a lot in common. <laughs> I was like, you know what? They've both been diehard cross-dressers since this, childhood. This is like straight up that scene in Step Brothers where it's like, yep, it did you really, just become my best friend? Yep. <laughs> to keep the money, she dresses Mary as a boy. Then she starts renting out Mary as a servant boy to make extra cash. Okay. So now she's I got very nervous where you were going there with the word servant <laughs> no. boy. I was like, oh no. No, 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 no. We're just it's you know, you could be more lucrative renting out. I guess you could rent out your children and getting your child to work if they're if they're a boy. So at age 13, she serves as a powder monkey, which in the War of the Grand Alliance, and it basically is someone that carries the gunpowder. She was the bitch boy. 
Still as a boy, though. She's still hiding out as a boy. She joins the army of Flanders, both in the infantry and the cavalry, as a boy still. So she's just, like, committed to this. She's like, I understand that living as a man in the 1700s is an easier life. It's going to be better for me. So she ends up canoodling with a soldier. The soldier's like, let's get married. She's like, no, I want to stay in the army. So the soldier outs her and is like, it's a woman. So she has to quit the army and she marries a soldier. She's like, well, shit. And he dies actually shortly after. So that worked out. After he dies, she sets sail for the West Indies on a Dutch ship. On that ship, she is captured by none other than Anne Bonny and Calico Jack. In a lot of the writings when she was on the ship before, no one, even on on the ship with um, Bonnie and Rackman, no one suspected her gender. She was very aggressive, ruthless. She swore a lot, drank like any other, you know, sailor on the ship. So she was very, you know, she had this man thing down. She's been doing yeah. it for a long time. And both girls were actually extremely ruthless and had more balls than Calico Jack Rackman himself, if I may Ooh. say so. Well, shots yeah. fired at Calico Yeah, Drive. so now we have a trio fearsome pirate squad out on the seven seas. Two women and their cap, Jack. Which, fun fact about Calico Jack, he is supposedly the first person to fly the Jolly Roger flag that we know today as the skull and two swords crossing underneath. Before that, most of the pirates would have a full body um, skeleton holding some sort of weapon. So I know I think Blackbeard's flag was um, the full skeleton and he has a sword with blood dripping off of it, I believe. So they all kind of had their different flags, but he was the first one to use the one that we would most know today. So that's funsies. But anyway, so they're out there. They're like, let's get shit done. Let's go be some badass pirates. During battles, the girls would often fight side by side. They would wear long trousers, loose jackets, and tie bandanas around their heads. So they went full pirate. Back and you know, and cross dressing, they're like, We feel better in our cross dressing comfort when we're pirateering. One victim said they were very active on board and willing to do anything, whatever context you want to say. I believe that is in uh, not not get your mind out of the gutter, people. <laughs> I, I believe that's in the um pillage and plunder department. There in 1720, they took seven fishing boats and two sloops near Harbor Island, so it was a very lucrative year. I mean, they have some pretty high records on how many boats they would capture and what they got, so pretty, pretty good there. So, midnight, October 22nd, there's a governor's vessel sloops swiftly up next to their ship and um, catches them. They are outnumbered this time because the governor's ship is like, hey, you're dirty pirates, you're done. <laughs> I don't know what they said. I think that that was it. I think you actually I, got a verbatim. I think so. I knew they it. They wiggled that. a finger and said, bad boys. <laughs> Here you, hooligans. Yeah, so the reason they were outnumbered, though, was because the majority of their crew was passed out from drinking that night. So their crew was passed out drunk, and they were like, ah, shit, this is the night we get caught? Like, what <laughs> bad luck. So... Rackman signals surrender. He's like, we're screwed, surrender. The girls were like, fuck that. We're going to fight this out. They're not, they're badass bitches, these girls. Oh my gosh. Like, I just love them. They're for, so they fight. Legend has it, Mary yells over, because, you know, obviously they're just like guns and shit. She yells over, if there's a man among ye, you'll come up and fight like the man you are to be. And Aww. then shoots down and ends up killing a guy. They 
put up a good fight. She's like, be a man, you know, which is awesome. And they ended up getting captured and taken as prisoners. They, this is the end of the road for them. But they went out, you know, they, they went out went guns out a blazing. Gun- exactly. Yeah. They tried. So this is great. So Calico Jack is scheduled to have his execution by hanging November 18th. His final request is to see Anne. Because if you remember, they are the first two to go off together. And, you know, probably had some steamy romance. Or... And Anne says to him, if you had fought like a man, you need not have been hanged like a dog. And that's <laughs> balls, balls. She was like, you disappointed me. Go die now. Anne and Mary stand trial in Jamaica and they plead not guilty to all accounts. They are both found very guilty <laughs> of all accounts. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no. I forget. There was a witness that kind of, I think he said the thing that gave it away was their breasts. <laughs> Even though they wore billowy blouses, they still were like, nah, those were tits. And they definitely captured our ship. So y'all are guilty. Um, and they were sentenced to be hung. Luckily, they happened to both be pregnant. So they were like, hey, we're both with child. I don't know if both legitimately were or if one was and one was like yeah me too because you know it it was the law that you can't kill an unborn child at that time which it's still whatever i'm not getting there <laughs> yeah you know, not, not what this podcast is about so they get more time everything's pushed off so this is where history kind of gets foggy and we're not exactly sure on a what happened? But Mary is said to have died from a bad fever in 1721 before going into labor. Some say she faked the death and and escaped and snuck out. She probably died of that fever. Let's yeah. be real. There is no record of Anne's execution. Nothing has ever been found. And some say um, what most historians will speculate and say what probably happened is that her wealthy father came in and bought her out and that she settled somewhere in the Caribbean with her baby. Others say she settled in the south of England and owned a tavern and told the tales of her pirating days. So we don't know what happened to the women, but that is what is considered to have happened. And that is the epic story of the fearsome pirate trio, a.k.a. the two baddest bitches on the seven seas. I have one major question. Okay. Actually, it's a two-part question. Is it about scurvy? No. no <laughs> have they ever made a film about this trio? And two, why haven't they made a film about yeah, this You know trio? what? It's so funny because I was thinking about that. I was like, this needs to be... Well, because you know why they didn't make a film? Someone was going to, and then someone put a shitload of money into Cutthroat Island with the queen <laughs> goddess herself, Gina Davis, and it was such a flop that no one dared touch pirates again until Johnny Depp and Disney decided to do it. Well, it, that means that it's our job to, to make to this make movie. It? Do you think you could play a pirate? Fuck yeah. Oh my God. Could I? <laughs> In popular culture. All right. So I'm looking up Mary Reed just to say. A fictionalized version of Mary Reed appears in the 2013 video game Assassin's Creed 4. The TV film True Caribbean Pirates featured a Mary Reed character. A 1961 Italian film featured uh, told the story of Mary Reed. Mary Reed was portrayed in a Detective Conan animated film Jolly Roger in the Deep Bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> She's also a playable character in Fate slash Grand Order. I don't know what that is because I don't play video games. Reed introduces herself to Anne Bonnie under the name Mark Reed in the final episode of Black Sails. There's no like legitimate like yeah. blockbuster movie. I say there should be one, but now it's like the weird thing where pirates are kind of back on the map. <laughs> X marks the spot. But 
now everyone would just compare anything that's pirates to all the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Yeah. But I think we should still make it. I think whoever is going to make it is probably listening to this podcast because big Hollywood directors listen to this podcast. And I should be cast as one of the girls. Let's just make it. I think that's fair. And yeah, I'm looking at the Anne Bonet and pretty much exactly the same. In 1952, Captain Anne Bonet is portrayed by Hilary Brooke in the film Abbott and Costello Meet Captain Kidd. Oh, she initially teams up with Captain Kidd in search of treasure, but ultimately is betrayed by him. This was fascinating. Isn't like, it, like awesome. It's not a long story just because, you know, it is what it is. But I am obsessed with pirates. I am. And I've dove in to the different famous pirates we know. You know, we have Blackbeard. We have Captain Kidd. And, and all of their stories are also really good. We'll have to do a Blackbeard episode because it's he's just so fun. But this one was always my favorite. And ever since I was 12 years old, I read a book that had like every chapter was a different pirate and kind of what their deal was. And I also watched a couple like History Channel specials. And I remember one was they had like reenactments of them, which I love that shit. Um, <laughs> I love it. And they did a whole like reenactment and they were like, next, you know, Mary Reed, da, da, da. And you have like the actors and it's all like giving you history facts. And I was just, it was both the movie and I saw that. And I, I, they were, they've been my favorite ever since. I was like, nope, they win. Anne and Mary are boss bitches of the seven seas and they are my favorite. So, Gelsey, obviously, we we don't exclusively cover pop culture stuff here. Case in point, we're talking about the Fierce Mm -hmm. Pirate Trio. But, I mean, in our core, we are two film pop culture loving human beings. So let me ask you, there has been a long history of people playing pirates for hundreds of years. Do you have a particular actor who you think just absolutely crushes it? Either I would say as a pirate or to kind of widen the spectrum a little bit as any type of swashbuckling character. My instinct and knee jerk reaction is Tim Curry playing Long John Silver in Muppet Treasure Island. (laughs) We are a Muppets ass podcast. We really are. Go Muppets. I know. I'm like, let me find something that has nothing to do. Let's dive into history and we will find a way to bring the Muppets in. No, I mean, I don't think he's like the epitome of a swashbuckling. So... I'm going to have to say, sorry, Tim, you are my favorite, but I hate to be so damn mainstream and it almost hurts me to say this, but Johnny Depp like really nailed it. Like I can't not say him and not because he's the most famous, but they brought pirates back. Like it was so not a thing and dead and his character is what everything else now is like based off of. And I remember the first time watching that movie and it was just like, I have to say that that is who I'm going to go with. Also, I mean, also in the same movie, I love Jeffrey Rush so much. And I think Jeffrey Rush as Barbosa is more of the epic pirate than um, Captain Jack Sparrow. But that's on, obviously, yeah, so mainstream. 
And then Gina Davis, of course. Well, I'd love to know what some of the listeners think are their favorite uh, performances of any type of pirate or swashbuckler. And where can they let us know that type of information? They can let us know what their favorite pirate is on our Facebook. You can just search Before My Time podcast and we will pop right up with my little face. And please let us know there. Also on Instagram at Before My Time underscore podcast. Give us a follow. Give us a, hey, what's up? And I'll be like, hey, not too much. How are you? It's going to be so much fun. Also, if you wouldn't mind giving us a five-star review. I mean, you can make it a four-star if you really think we suck, but (laughs) you suck. Um, Review us. Leave us some love. We love that, and we love you. We appreciate you, and we hope to see you next time. Friends, the world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to Two Dollar Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. Two Dollar Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at twodollarlatefee.com. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.